this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. We do that every single week by sharing the stories and advice of those rocking it on the other side. Joining us today is none other than Brian Steinberg, a seasoned journalist and the senior TV editor at Variety. Brian has been at the forefront of covering the advertising and media landscape since the late 90s, witnessing pivotal moments like the AOL Time Warner merger, the evolution of Interpublic, and the seismic shifts brought about by the rise of Google and DVR. But today, we'll be unraveling why having a media, advertising, and entertainment journalist like Brian on our show is crucial for understanding the inner workings of what we do for a living and how to break into this field. Brian's journey through the media world is nothing short of amazing. From breaking the news about Charles Schultz retiring from Peanuts to covering major shifts in the advertising industry, he brings a unique perspective on how journalism impacts advertising and media trends. We also dive into Variety's critical role in the advertising world to discuss the latest trends and predictions for the industry and explore the impact of AI in advertising. And plus, Brian will share his valuable advice for you all looking to make a mark, how to make your work big enough to get covered. Something that I think is super important. And you're going to want to connect with Brian. You're going to want to follow him. You're going to want to see what he's posting. Go to Variety Magazine and also the links in the description. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as a usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Brian Steinberg, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How the heck are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am doing well. Thanks for coming on. Um, and we've already did a little debrief before this, but I was I was basically telling you this, but I think I, it's good to reinstate to the listeners out there. I think it's so important to have journalists that specialize in media, advertising, entertainment on this show, in addition to the CCOs and agency leads. Because why? I think it's so important to hear you do this. You cover what we want to do for a living. And your insights are so important to me, to our listeners. So I'm, I'm excited to have you on. And I think just reinstating that is so important. Well, I appreciate it. I hope, I hope it, it's worth the, uh, <laughs> the anticipation. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so as an introduction to yourself, uh, as they know from the intro, you are at Variety. You're a senior TV editor. Is that correct? What I'm reading from your... From your LinkedIn? They have not fired me yet. So yes, that is correct. <laughs> not yet. I mean, <laughs> eventually everything comes to an end, right? Maybe because of a better opportunity. But you've been at AdAge. You've been at the Wall Street Journal. You've been That's at good. Dow Jones and Newswires. So you got this. Uh, what's your niche? What's your beat? What do you cover? What is your career kind of like culminated to? I've covered advertising and media for a very long time. I say it out loud, it'll make me cry. So I'm not going to say it out loud. But I'll, uh, I've been covering the media advertising business for since the late 90s. Uh, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen AOL and Time Warner merge. I've seen Interpublic grow from what it once was. I've seen Interpublic go through SEC trouble. 
Um, I've seen Martin Sarl grow and, and lead WPP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen DVRs become the bane of the ad business. Now it's streaming. Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've seen, I hope, I, I've kind of hoped that I've, I've walked, walked through measurement issues, agency issues, the rise in Google, the rise of search, um, all kinds of different stuff. So I've been covering it for a long while and it's fun. And I think it's like every day is different. There's no, you know, and you listen every day, you want to learn about search advertising and the next thing you learn about how soda is made. So I, I feel like every day is a new um, lesson about how business works, how companies work. And it's always very exciting. And that's what kind of keeps you going. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, of all the things that you can cover in the world, like, I, I think it's so interesting that you chose or you stumbled into, I'm not sure, this world of, of media, entertainment, marketing, advertising. And why? Why did you select this route? Did you know what you were getting into? Did uh, what, what drew you to this niche? I've always been interested in how uh, the media gets made. What, this is really the, the imagination business in a lot of ways, advertising music um and so how it's how people make decisions about it what what's behind the, the release of a certain song or how a tv show gets made or why these what why do certain tv networks act the way they do um why are ads made in a certain way how are they fashioned how are they changing because of new viewing patterns i've always been kind of interested in that kind of stuff so i feel like it's a you know you learn you know there's you know you'll see many take on this is bad this is good because but in reality they're often Reasons behind the scenes as to why Pepsi made a commercial in this fashion or why a show debuts on Netflix versus CBS or why a sports program is is broken down the way it is. I, I like, I feel like, like little mysteries to solve. I kind of enjoyed that. And now I'm not a journalist. Um, I do these interviews. So this question I'm about to ask might be a terrible question, but like in your career, are there any like big standout stories that were pivotal that, that, were huge in your career that you recall that you can tell us about? Oh yeah, I have I have some favorites that I've done over the years. One is not only about advertising, but I kind of stumbled into this. I was the person who broke the news that Charles Schultz, the author of Peanuts, Charlie Brown, was now retired from comic strip. <laughs> um, I when was that? Not, what year was that? That was in the nineties, I believe, or maybe the late aughts. But um. How did you break that news? So I was not about that. I had interviewed him for a business story. He used to be, the economy used to be run by scripts. Um, you know, the big newspaper chain and older of Food Network and in different eras, HGTV and that kind of stuff. And they were doing a full push behind his anniversary of the, of the comic strip. Um, there was a big business behind it, licensing and yeah. promotional opportunities and advertising. So I got to interview him as part of it. And we kind of, he was like, you know, he was much, much older. He was, yeah, I mean, talk about hour and a great interview i read this like, you know, kick i had read the comic for a long, long time and the people who do the comics uh had me in one day for something else like eight months later nine months later and they kept running in it was not, not about that comic but they're running in and out of the office the entire time at the end of the interview they say we're so sorry for being so rude they're running in and out but sparky which was his nickname mm-hmm. um is going to retire um next day so the la times is nosing around they don't have it yet if you go back to your office You've been so nice. He remembers interviewing you and, and talking to you. And if you go back to your office, um, we can call you when it's ready to go and, and, and you'll, you'll get the first word on him and stepping back. Wow. So I ran back to the office and started like writing out a story and the history of, the, of why it was so important and how important it was the popular culture. Yeah. And I was on a newswire at the time. So we, we used headlines first. You could, you put headlines out so the people in the market to read the headline. 
you know, like you know, retire. And, and it was people around. I know people, I played with GP, so it's depressed. We're just, how did he get all of this? This is ridiculous. Um, it was just kind of fun to, it was a really kind of cool moment. That's more, more natural. Yeah. But, but the, the, there's a lesson there, right? Like the connection that you had with him when that interview the, that was so great, they, tr- they trusted you, that you, you developed that and yeah. you stayed in touch, I'm assuming, um, that relationship. And that's kind of like very similar with advertising and getting a job in advertising, right? Keeping these connections early yeah. and often and making them genuine, and you never know where what will come of these of these That's connections. All the people who say, "Oh, well, I want the closest ties to clients." The clients trust this person. This person to leave would be a major blow for the agency's business because the client is so trusting of, of, of their opinions that this person here she's been a great counselor over the years. So, I, yeah, you're right. Connections, and you're right. It's and those things will pay. The longer I do this, the more I feel like you know people remember interview or conversation, and it helps. Over the longer haul, I've actually right, and and it's kind of connected to where I'm at in my in my stage in like the couple years into the, like I'm noticing now that I'm I'm staying in a lane now, and I hopped around a couple jobs when I first broke in, and now that I'm seeing that I'm staying in a lane, it's like kind of working out for me. I'm creating a name for myself within the agency, kind of like how you've done probably within the same beat. You've grown. You've become an icon. You're the, you're the big fish in the pond now. There's value in staying put once you are in a good spot, because then you'll get recognition and you you yeah. start to make a name for yourself. So you start working a niche. I mean, it, it can be you can whatever. Yes, I keep doing this. I do something different, but it is fun to enjoy the expertise and you know who to call and people. Your name isn't that unfamiliar, people. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I always feel like I have to keep making new sources because I never know. I just, I just, I never arrived that way, but I, I, I think it's, it's been fun to have walk and off a certain path and, and kind of enjoy the fruits of, of you know, I've walked five miles, I've walked 10 miles, three miles. Yeah. I, that's, 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 that's correct. I love that. Um, can you tell me about variety and, and why, you know, I think about, uh, I've told, uh, a lot of our guests will talk about ad age, ad week, muse by Cleo, the, like these. Are these competitors and, and where does variety solve in the mix here? How can, why should uh, aspiring advertisers read variety For sure. uh, and give me the layout of that land, please? Well, variety is, is, is people say the preeminent show business trade publication. We cover Hollywood, but we also cover really the business of entertainment. Well, we really cover, we cover films, movies, TV, uh, music, uh, advertising, sports. You know, I think. Variety's brand uh, encompasses all these different parts of the entertainment business, video games. Um, I think I think we we can we can fit into a diet on Wall Street, on Madison Avenue, in Hollywood, on lot of different places, which is so important. It's you're covering culture and, yeah. and what entertainment. And when we get isolated as as advertisers, when all we study are ads, we then enter the sea of sameness, right? Uh, and we get redundant and we learn from each other. It's like this echo chamber. They, uh, the, some of the best advice is to, to study outside of ads, to be interested in culture. We hear that time and time again. So this, to me, is screaming that variety is a way to, to, to do just that. Yeah, to I know think, what's going on in the world. I think some clients have, have said, well, being variety, they value the, the, our reader is someone who is looking, you know, in some ways, I feel like I'm, I'm a, Foreign correspondent for people who don't who don't live in live on, on in the advertising business. You want to know how it works. But a lot of these people are eager to find how to get their their content supported. They want to know what it takes to enlist a major marketer to support them to sponsor them. 
Um, and, and that's changing. You know, these days it used to be about, you know, getting big audiences on CBS. And now maybe it's about, you know, being a favorite among younger soda drinkers who can be identified as or auto intenders or people with the market for, for a new TV set or a new electronic, you know, but I think uh, the people who produce these series and movies really want to know what it takes to get Procter and Gamble, Coca-Cola, Wayfair, um, you know, brand names, large and small, but to be interested in, in the audiences that they have curate and cultivate. I love that. Got it. Hmm. So then we're, it's telling me then the aspiring advertisers should be following variety. Uh, do you guys offer student subscriptions or is that something that you guys, you know about maybe that somebody else? I am not sure we do, but that's, I can that question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's something that I, I, I want to make sure. And I've had, uh, good luck when I was a student, I just called up the, the sales department. If there, is there a paywall? I'm assuming there might be there. No, you know, actually most of our content is available. Um, subscription really comes into the French product huh. well as you know some of our like we have, we have a database of we'll use about uh, uh programming actors contacts and agents that people find very valuable and, and there's premium products we have we have a couple of different premium products that you know a more analysis type stuff but our, our basic our product the news of the day is available on variety.com perfect and then and we're a lot of our magazine content as well great then they don't even need to worry about that they, you just go on and learn because there are paywalls in some of these uh, yeah. platforms, I know that. And to those, I say, tear them down for students, tear them down, or offer some sort of half price if there are subscriptions. And then if you're a student, there are there are these paywalls. Call them up and just say, "Can I have it for free?" It's worked for me actually. So, I would think to get a younger audience, the, the next generation of people in the business, they, they, I'm sure most folks would like to cultivate that that relationship. I love that. So I want to now get into, you know, your view, your perspective of advertising and marketing. Uh, I will be transparent. I'm still trying to learn about uh, client side. Um, I'm trying to launch a breaking entering marketing uh, a section. But I, all I know right now is the ad agency world. And that's what I've tailored this podcast content to. So I would love to to talk with you if you if you would like to entertain this, what you've noticed about the ad agency world uh, and 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 marketing agencies, I guess as well. Uh, what what trends have you seen? I guess predictions for twenty twenty four, big news, anything like that going on that we should know about. Want to give you the mic for that? Well, I think the business is in great flux. There's no question of the rise of technology and data and. Uh, data mining, consumer information is really kind of becoming the coin of the realm. What's my consumer doing? How, where do, what do they like? Where, where can I find them? Um, you know, the move from linear TV and regular print to just everything digital, social, streaming, broadband. Um, it's creating a new way to build audiences, find your consumers. Um, you know, I, mean, I think the news this week that Interpublic was going to sell Hill Holiday and um, Deutsche New York to an Australian company is, is surprising. These Interpublics, publicists, uh, Omnicom, all thrive on adding creative agencies under their roots for years, buying up, acquiring new and different agencies. And the fact that Interpublic is, is, is eager to sell, and they're going to remain in a relationship, but can sell ownership and found some of their, their redundant with what they already own, suggests to me that the, the focus these days is on data mining. You know, and Interpublic's been a big 
big purchase. Did they sell? So they sold Hill Holiday. Is that true? Yep. Yep. That's a creative agency. Based in Proud History in Boston. Yep. And and Deutsche New York, which is you know long known as the dying dying Deutsche's agency that helped Snapple get off the ground in a different era. So they sold both of those creative agencies. And once again, it's taking a step back for our listeners. Large holding company, uh, advertising holding company, marketing holding company sold one or two. They sold two of their creative agencies and they probably own hundreds of, of jobs, right? Right. So they sold two pretty yeah. big names. Yeah. Pretty powerful creative names. And did they, they sell it to? An Australian uh, uh, holding company of sorts. Uh, okay. Actually, based, based in New Zealand, excuse me. Uh, okay. I think uh, Tivo, I believe, is the name. Sure. So they sold that. Uh, and, and I'm sure they, I'm sure those agencies will be fine under new, it just, and they'll probably operate very similarly or yes, maybe not. Both are, are traveling with them. Um, they're going to have remain affiliated with Interpublic in, in, you know, so they have, there's a full relationship. Okay. The agencies, but they, um, you know, the management found that in look, look, surveying their holdings that they were redundant with other things they own. I don't think I've ever heard this before. I don't, I mean, maybe I like. To sell off creative agencies and to get to get rid of them, or, or uh, usually we're hearing about they're getting acquired and people are looking to buy the Droga Five and yeah, their work, right? Hot shop, it's independently owned. So of course, you know, as they have client clients go there, you're going to see the traditional guys look at look at a wait, wait, you look at WPP, which is kind of merged J. Walter Thompson, VWT, or YR with other agencies that are more specialized in direct marketing or digital. You these these traditional creative agencies, I think, are you know, worldly kind of the the best known part of the business, and probably still are. I did the history and brand building, but I, I think the world is changing, and this this hunt for you know digital audiences, curating you know uh, consumer niches by data or audience mining is, is becoming the coin of the realm, and the creative folks need to you know um, incorporate some of that into what they do. You know, I had somebody in my agency um, come to me and he was talking about also that the importance of having health experience. Have you, uh, like to get a senior level managing director role, they're looking like some of these big shops are making sure that they have health background. And I, that's one person I haven't dove into it, but Havas itself has combined our, our health and our creative practice uh, at a North American level under leadership. So is that something as well? The, the, what's the role of health? Are you seeing that kind of grow? Pharmaceutical has been a very big spender, I think. You know, and as It been, keeps the lights on. We know that. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no secret that the money comes from health. These guys are also buying longer and they, they have to explain all their you know, pluses and minuses in the, in the fine print. Even TVS, they buy big, longer lengths of time. Yeah, uh, commercial. So they're they're looking. And, and I think you're starting to see some direct to consumer stuff from Eli. Lilly just was announced this week. That that was interesting about going to the consumer brand and the doctor to kind of um, you know, sell some some different different product. You guys are you know oil bring. I think as as you know, we're seeing a sizable baby boom generation older. The demand for remedies, drugs, yeah. health concerns are going to be, you know, still be pretty big. And you, know, you see, like these you know, weight loss drugs are are making a big uh, ripple in the consumer culture. Um, all kinds of stuff. I, I think this is a, it's a big business, and it can't hurt. Also, you and you again, you need to make a complex proposition, a drug that helps save, uh, cure, cure certain things. 
but also had some, you know, different benefits and or, you know, problems make it succinct uh, to a, a big audience. It's, a, it's great training and, you know, and there's only, only a, a you know, pipeline of development too. So we, we, what we've, what we talked about now is you, you said that there, these holding companies are making more room for spend on placement, media, smart, smart buying, programmatic, the, that sort of realm. And yeah. also we're seeing the dollars now really because the dollars are probably being brought in by health and, and some of these, uh, uh, these big health brands yeah. like Pfizer. We saw that. Sure. Where and to also where where does AI play into the role of the creative agency? So where does where do you know are should the creative agency be intimidated? Should they be scared? I guess. I mean, look, change is always unsettling, obviously, and and there are people who have probably done business in a certain way for a long while. AI could be helpful. I mean, imagine if you could have a you know program that helped you find the right song or, or a number of songs, you know, music for your ad that perhaps you weren't aware of. Even, even if you have an executive whose job is to kind of be in the know about music and pop, pop music, that's what they, or aware of certain memes that are breaking out the culture that you could kind of faster. Yeah. As a way of talking to your, talking to your consumer. And I think there's, there's a great potential. Um, you know, I, I, so with learning that stuff and use it to kind of distill what's, what's kind of popping would be probably in demand. by the So we can work with, with that to find the, most, you know, breaking pieces of culture and or music and or books, you know, would, would be very much in demand or something. Right, right. And I've always thought that AI, I'm actually teaching a course at the University of Illinois this uh, upcoming semester, probably by the time this episode airs, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be co-teaching a class there about how AI can integrate into advertising as a tool to speed up the process, yeah. uh, not replace it yet. I think it's something that is evolving with incredible speed, but it's right now, it's a great tool to help us uh, produce faster and more effective. Yeah. Uh, it's not a replacement just yet, but, um, but yeah, I think all these things, you know, are kind of poking holes in the traditional advertising creative agency model. Yeah. And I, and that, that's something that I want to, I need the, our audience to hear. They, they deserve to know the landscape as they are strategically uh, breaking and entering into this creative communications field. They should know that health has a lot of spending right now. They should know that uh, there's focus on the placement of media and AI and spend and agency holding companies are looking at these, these agencies that do that. They need to know the landscape and having you on to kind of just showcase where you what you've seen and where it could be going is so in, incredibly helpful. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I do. But yeah, I, I think yeah, there's all kind of AI. For example, could be. I don't think what we've seen so far with AI is like I, I think it helps. I mean, it helps inform content. It's great when it actually tries to build content. It seems mm -hmm. like, uh, wonky and not so good. Even like you know, you see these AI newspaper articles are, are that are clearly you know not done very well and and even mis misinformation or obviously that's not not written in in good prose but yeah i i hope that, i hope that there's still a place for everyone to kind of use it to help mine things or build things but not actually become the builder of things i guess right and it's at the we've seen now that it's not capable of doing that on its own at the moment uh but what i do 
I do foresee that. And the, the direct advice I have for students and aspiring advertisers, advertisers now is you better know how to use it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a tool. Uh, that'd be like if Apple came out, you know, if we were in the 1980s and the Mac came out or whatever, the first Apple computer Steve Jobs released and you did, and you refuse to learn how to use it. Yeah. And then Photoshop comes out and you refuse to learn right. how to use it. It's very similar. That's how I would say or how I view it. So. And Phil, right? It feels like a, a better version of search. You know, in other words, you know, you search, right? You know, you found all the different things that are addable. Now it's like you find all this addable, plus it just still a little bit about what it's all saying about. So it's mm-hmm. a high lens. It's, it's kicking it up a notch. I think, I think, you know, knowing what's out there and getting it to inform what you're doing is, is of course, great. I, 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 do you want the computer to write your article about terrorism or, or foreign affairs? Probably, probably not. Maybe, maybe never. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I kind of want to switch gears, Brian, and I, I kind of want to talk about in, in your past and what you're doing today on, uh, like, what, how do you select what to cover and, like, what advice do we have for creatives out there, aspiring creatives, to create work that you would find suitable to talk about in variety? Uh, what do you look for in the in creative work in, in news and announcements uh, yeah. from agencies or uh, uh, from any of these companies that you cover? Like, what advice do you have for them? So, what I look for really are things that are eyebrow raising, surprising. Do they do the work force the outlet that runs it to have changed their its rules in certain ways? I think you know streaming opens up a whole new world. Works straight in, in this very nascent era of what works there. In terms of, of what how advertisers innovate themselves into but it's a whole new field. Also, like you know, TV networks are now changing their rules about how they incorporate commercials and run them. I feel like that those are anything that, that makes people shake up shake up their conventions or rules. Uh, I used to, I'm trying to think last I think about uh you know, they're probably selling these two agencies how it's how surprising. Oh, I didn't what's why is that happening? Um recently I had a piece yesterday about Amazon hiring from Disney to help create new ad formats for Amazon Prime Video, which is right. Also, you know, Storytelling at Disney over at Amazon. Um, and I did a story about a new Coke campaign at the start of the year about how Coca-Cola is doing its first TV commercial and it's going to put all its beverage brands in one ad. They normally only promote a single product per ad campaign. So to have, you know, group of, why is that happening? Now they've done it in the past for investors. You know, investors they were, what they have are for to kind of show nutrition advocates. They have more than just soda, one just soda, but this is a consumer campaign hmm. and TV commercial. These are all like print ads. Um, they're trying to show that Coca-Cola fills a need for not just luxury, but also breakfast or athletics or nutrition. They're trying to show how they're, how they're, they're they fit into a lot of different needs. Maybe they, they do put a bigger share of your supermarket budget into, into their product. It's such an interesting, a change in how they normally approach the market is why I thought it was interesting. Can you, can you kind of like shed light into your inbox and how many pieces <laughs> How many pieces uh, of crap you receive that people want you to talk about and, and that process of deleting them and they're just the work that doesn't stand out or the news that doesn't stand out. Can you shed light just so that the, the people out there know what you go through? I get hundreds of emails a day um, and dozens of pitches a day. So art, you know, I would say people, you know, tailor it. Don't just send me what you're sending to tailor people. Mm-hmm. Oh, such, such, such high news bar that we all have to cover because it's important to business or more people know about. Um, 
But generally speaking, a lot of stuff, it's not tailored. It's just like, I hope you're not picking this up. You, I hope that 10 you'll pick it up. Like, if I send it out to, to 10 dozen people, I hope five of you pick it up and, and I get five people saying yes. Like, I only have time to respond, quite honestly. I, I do, I do a lot of go next, next, next. I, I guess if I go, if I go out to meet someone for an hour and a half, I'll come back and have 80, 80, 90 emails waiting for me to look at. Um, yeah. it's just, it's just not feasible. So I really have to focus on things that are new, surprising, um, things that, that are tailored for variety or for me. Um, you know, I, I really, I'm looking for my own story. Sure. I try, I try to do some bigger business trends that aren't about a one-off, about one particular effort. We want to try to do like a bigger piece about things that are surprising, shopping, um, have multiple players that are, are weighing in on a certain topic or a certain, certain development, that kind of stuff too. So, you know, I, I would probably, I, I yeah, we, we all look at pitches, we all look at things, but, um, you know, I'd largely prefer to kind of blaze my own trails in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. so. No, but you also want to want to be on on you know be aware of what's going on and and sometimes things are aren't what's who's important you have so you want you want to cover the coverage right and yeah. it's super important because as an aspiring advertiser or somebody that's in this industry now uh you know you got the can lines you got these big creative awards leah's one shows yeah the other like how to win those and, and you know how to get promoted and how to grow agency business a part of this is getting featured and that should like, and getting your work or your campaigns or your news covered. That's, that's essential as well. So it's, it's important to see and hear what you go through and how to make it stand out is the creative challenge. Yeah. Um, it should be thought about like, you know, how will this campaign affect culture and thinking bigger and pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that when you get the, uh, the pitch from whoever, that you have no choice. It's it's yeah. perfect. It's tailored for you, right. and it's 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 exclusive to you, perhaps. But also that it cover it it shakes the industry. That's yeah. as I explain why this is not just a promotional piece. Why is why is it important for people to know about it? How does it how does it show how the business is changing or how? Well, they're also they're always it's like fun story. You tell me that Eminem is going to go all all you know I don't know stripes for the Super Bowl. I might be interested in that. Right. I'll just. Which is, which is, you know, there's, but you know, how's it going to surprise, shock, change, indicate, put a spotlight on a, on a trend you might not know about, mm. all that kind of stuff. I, or, or it's just that, you know, that kind of stuff is always, is, is really what I'm looking for. And I said, I, I, I have multiple beats as my job. I cover advertising, but I also cover all the TV news networks. I cover late night TV. I cover some sports media as well. So I, I, it gets a little frenzy sometimes. Oh, what's some cool sports media stuff going on? Oh, yeah, well, oh, I think this, the move of sports from TV to streaming, and, and this is the year yeah. happening. Um, yeah, Amazon Prime, yeah. they did that Marshawn Lynch commercial. Yeah, that's like, right. Yes, that's right. And, and you know, I, I think also commercials for streamers and new entertainment formats are are big deals. How do you get the marketing behind Hulu and Paramount? Plus. Hulu has live TV. Yeah, Peacock. That's a great oh, campaign with like all the different, yeah. People say that to me all the yeah. time. Yeah. But not, those are big campaigns that are, are, you know, how do you produce churn? These guys are looking to, to move people from TV to, to streaming and, and make a profit off of this. So they're very big, important campaigns. And how do those, how those all work? What gets subscribers to, to pick? Our, okay. our brief, actually, for we do these things called the Crowbar Awards for our listeners. And our brief this past quarter that just just closed was YouTube TV. So I'm going to be diving in to see how, yeah. what campaigns are, are, our listeners created for YouTube TV. Yeah, so sure. maybe yeah. there's something good in there. Is it, the, the, the media sector is in a lot of flux. So we get, 
I was some corporate stuff as well. So yeah, things are happening every day. It's like, all, like, yo, big swings, new ideas, new people, surprises and shocks. So be mindful that, you know, when you pitch something, you got to play, you got to, I mean, my whole, the, the train we're on these days, it, it, it is unsteady train. It is surprising. Everyone's taking big steps. So just to send it out and send it out may not be the, the, the best move for your client or for you, I guess. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Brian, I got no more questions. I think, is there anything else you want to tell the aspiring advertisers, current advertisers? Uh, maybe so, I bet you a lot of senior people are going to listen to this too, because they probably want to know what you're interested in. Any other advice to all advertisers out there in the world? I just think it's a, it's a, it's still a fun business. You learn about a lot of different, a lot about a little, a little about a lot. Um, nothing else gives you exposure to so many different sectors of, of the world, consumer culture, different business ideas, different bigger ideas. You know, this, this business can get Harvard Business Review to, to the Rolling Stone every day, right? So I, I think it's very inter- interesting. Uh, it's just, if, if you're, if you're a person who loves to learn, it's a great business to be covering or be in. Yes. Um, it is chopping now. I think they're changing, but I mean, if you can kind of keep an open mind and want to dive into it, I think there's a lot of, it's a lot of reward just, you know, creatively and, and cognitively. You just, you just keep learning about stuff. If you weren't covering this sector, what would you want to cover? Wow. I just, I love covering media entertainment. I think it's, it's, everything is a, it's a, I mean, yeah, can I cover sports? Can I cover, be a foreign correspondent somewhere, might be on a regional correspondent somewhere. And those are all interesting ideas too. But I really, I've been doing this for a long time. I really, it just kind of, it's fun to, it's just fun to go there every day. So mm-hmm. I'll, I hope to keep it, if I'm just fun, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I won't, I'll stop doing this when I'm not having fun. Yeah. Right. Cool. Brian, I thank you so much. Uh, I'll keep the, I'll put in the description uh, your, your site and, and variety and how to find you. Uh, but yes, thank you again so much for coming on. So check the description for all those links and have a great day and keep doing what you're doing and keep having fun at it. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Nice to talk to you guys.